Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Move Your Mind. My name is Nick Brax, and this is a podcast where we have real conversations with real people and give real advice. On today's episode, I want to welcome Amy Rollman. Amy is a mental health advocate and mother who talks about her experience dealing with grief and a marriage breakdown. Amy has an incredible attitude and outlook on life and shares her insights that can help all of us to better manage our mental health on a daily basis. Amy, thank you so much for making the time to come on my podcast. I have been introduced to you by a mutual friend and yeah, just wanted to again say thank you for, for making the time. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, so before we go into it, I normally just ask the guest to give a bit of a background on yourself, uh, you know, what you've been through and sort of how you got to where you are today. So, I mean, we'll cover a lot of it. So more a bit of a, an abbreviated version, just so the, the listener can get a bit of an understanding of, you know, who you are and um, why we're chatting today. Beautiful. Well, my name's Amy Rowan. <laughs> I'm the mum of three beautiful girls, two here earthside and one up in heaven. I'm from Southwest Victoria. I grew up in the countryside. I grew up on a dairy farm. Uh, when I finished school, I moved straight to Geelong and I studied and worked for a bit because I never really knew what I wanted to do after school. wanted to go get some real life experiences and experience basically life out of the little bubble that I grew up in, which was country life. Um, <clears throat> Then when I studied for six months, I studied a, my certificate three and four in fitness. And then I moved to Sydney at the age of, I just turned 19, to be with my then boyfriend who ended up being my husband. Um, he'd just suffered a horrific football injury. So I moved up to be with him and support him, but also do do something for me as well. So moved up, um, got a job at Country Road actually, and just thought I'd meet people, um, yeah, and that was going to be like to do on the side until I find it out, found out what I wanted to do later on. And I ended up staying there for nearly seven years until I went on maternity leave. Um, yeah, I just loved it and fell in love with the people I worked with and it was very me down my alley, working in fashion, meeting new people every day, being ha- able to have a chat with anyone that walked into the store and yeah so we lived up there got engaged up there got married whilst we lived up there and then probably when I fell pregnant and started the journey into parenthood was yeah when I my life took a massive turn and at our first initial scan we found out we were having twins and that was amazing I was seven weeks pregnant and then at our 11, nearly 12-week scan, um, found out one of those babies 
basically wasn't compatible with life. And yeah, I think it's shaped me into the person I am today, but it's brought along with it a lot of challenges along the way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can imagine. No, th- well, thank you for sharing that as well. And um, I can only imagine, you know, how, how challenging it would be and it would give you a completely different insight into so many things as, as well. So, I mean, was... um. How was the process for you in in going through that? Was that a, I guess it would have taken a long time to um, process and and find your way through that. I'm all, I've always been the glass half full kind of person, um, but when we found out the diagnosis about Willow, we didn't know she was they were girls then. But I can mm-hmm. say say her name now because we've had them. Um, I just couldn't find the light in any day. I was like, why? Why us? This is so sad. What have I done to deserve this? That went on for about four days. And then, I don't know, we've, yeah, I was just like, we can't go an entire pregnancy like this, moping, being sad and sorry. And I think it was because we bottled it up, not bottled it up, but we were very to ourselves in the early days and, you know, we were sharing what we'd just been told with our closest family and it was it was good in a sense because you were getting it out but it was at the same time it's like I just wanted to scream to the world what was wrong with me because mm. I felt like I was hiding yeah. so much inside. And when we announced to everyone, basically everyone, um, what we were going through, it's it's like in a sense that that's when the healing started because you got to connect with people that had experienced a similar situation like this before, but not even a similar situation, like people opening up to you and saying, oh, I've suffered um, a miscarriage or I've suffered stillbirth and I've never spoken about it and I'm gaining strength from you by opening up and sharing your story and I just want to say thank you. And I think that in a sense was like, this is amazing. Like you're creating this space for people to have a chat basically mm-hmm. and talk about a not perfect situation. And that's, that's when I could see uh, the light in the situation, I guess. Yeah. It still yeah, brought definitely. with it so many um, struggles and such, but yeah, the first step was talking yep. and then there was many steps that came after that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah hard so hard hard to this day it is nick i'm not gonna lie no and that's i mean that's the thing that um i think another you know it's good you're saying that and i think it's something people listening to this need to understand that whatever mental health related issue or any, whatever you're going through <clears throat> in life in general we need we can learn how to you know cope with things and how to deal with it and how to sort of move forward but it doesn't mean that there's a point where you just are completely over something or you're completely better. And a lot of it's about, like you're saying, that it's not about how easy it's going to be or removing pain or suffering. It's about trying to find a way to be able to manage that and talking to people about it, like like what you said, is one of the most powerful ways. And I think a lot of the time, um, and I think it's why it's so important you're you know, speaking about this because so many people feel like... Um, they feel ashamed or embarrassed to speak about things that they've been going through and they feel like, well, 
you know they can't share it and and then you don't you're not able to relate to other people if you don't do it and it, so it just helps in so many ways by talking about you know whatever it is that we're going through I think as well we've sort of grown up in a she'll be right <laughs> you know with a she'll be right attitude to everything especially in the country like oh pick yourself up dust yeah. yourself off you'll be right there's there's people out there with worse like worse off than you and it's just it doesn't matter because everything's valid and yeah i just i think acknowledging that and changing that and going wait well i am struggling with this and i know it's going to be okay but i've got to work through it to get okay mm-hmm. and i think it's getting it out there to people that it's okay not to be okay and identifying that there's work needed to be done instead of flicking the blame for the way that you're feeling onto someone or something else. Um, my marriage broke down at midway through last year and I spoke to one of my close girlfriends and I actually wrote something and I sent it to her and I said, oh, being dealt a trauma on top of a trauma that I'd completely healed, thought I'd completely healed from is something that I've really struggled with. And she turned around and said to me, and she goes, Amy, you've lost a child. You are never, ever going to completely heal from that, ever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when she said that to me, I was like, I never truly will. But as long as I'm getting up every day, I'm, I'm acknowledging how I'm feeling, I'm seeking the help, which I have, and I'm continually checking in with the people to help me be the better version of me every day, that's the healing, isn't it, in a sense? Absolutely. But yeah. it's a constant process and you need to continually do it. There isn't an end point and that's something I've mm-hmm. really um, identified through this whole journey, Nick, that yeah. it's probably one yeah. thing I can get across to people that there's no end point. Um, mm-hmm. You've got to keep going back at, going back to it and over it and over it again and, yeah, it's work, basically. Yeah, uh- it's a lot of work, but it's um, there's some sort of comfort in realizing that that I might never get completely better, and that's okay. Um, because I think that's, and on a small scale, that's why so many people are suffering daily, just you know, with anxiety and all. There's so much pressure in the world, and we put so much pressure on ourselves, and we need to always. It's just never ending. It's exhausting, and it's like We're I need to be this. I need enemies. to do. We are our oh, own worst just, enemies. It's so exhausting. And, you know, I talk about this stuff and I've been working in this area for a long time, but I still do it. And I'm always saying, you know, do as I say, not as I do, because I'll get caught up in, you know, and I'll have a conversation and feel, you know, enlightened. And then you go back to your old thinking patterns. And it's just so hard, like like operating in the world we live in without getting caught up in that thinking. I mean, it's just one of the hardest things, isn't it? I couldn't agree with you more. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. But I think also... Figuring out your patterns and and what undoes you. I've recently read, I don't know if you've read it, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. No, I've heard about that one, but yeah, I haven't read that. So good. And she goes through basically identifying the things that bring you undone and Mm. finding your own coping mechanisms and your way to reconnect and basically ground yourself when you feel yourself basically feel a bit too overwhelmed with you know everything around you um so for me my 
another the the friend I just spoke about in the thick of everything she basically was like Amy what do you like doing let's cut it all back and say and and find out what you enjoy doing for you um Mm -hmm. she chucked me in a book club organized a running group um and I basically just reconnected with my roots from when I was younger and that's really been so important for me to get through this um tough time it's just stripping it all back and simplifying life basically yeah going back to basics I mean yeah going through what you went through having yeah I guess like being becoming you know a single mother um all of it happening through COVID uh I mean it's a lot to take on for someone I mean uh, you you seem like you're quite young as well like it's a lot to take on for (laughs) someone at a young age (laughs) 27 my god yeah that's like insane um i yeah i could barely feed myself at at 27 um let alone do all of that so it's like yeah i guess it's you know it's like what you're saying giving yourself credit for i have dealt with you know you've you've done so much and been able to overcome so many things that you know should give you that confidence that you can take on and do anything but it's like it's just being able to like you said you know it's the just peeling things back to going back to you know what are some simple things that I can actually do for myself and reconnect a little bit yeah and that's basically what I've done over these past few months and basically just trying to be as present and in the moment as well there for my girls um Mm, mm. in the thick of all this someone also said to me be be the role model and the example the girls your girls are going to want to grow up and be one day and I was like yeah, like I want to be their super mum, basically. Like I want them to look up to me and go, you know, mum did it. It was hard, but she did it, you know. Mm. She got through. and Exactly. If I can inspire one other person out there to take a, talk about and open up about their not perfect situation, then, yeah, I feel like I've done my job in a sense. <laughs> Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. If you can, I mean, and I'm sure you already, like you said, you went on a podcast the other week and you're talking about this stuff. Like, I'm sure you've already helped more than one person, but that's the thing. If it can help one person, then that's, that's worth it. If this conversation can literally just help one person, that's totally worth us recording and, you know, putting this out into the world. It's like, what, what more can you do than just try and, you know, do that to, to help people? And everyone has unique situations and circumstances, but yeah, just, yeah, getting it off your chest and realizing that this, I think the biggest thing for me is there's so much healing in talking. I think for so long, I spoke about this in the podcast I recorded last week, um, when myself and Gary opened up about the condition that Willow had, close family members to us also opened up and said, oh, well... We've never really spoke about this, but we dealt we would dealt something like this back in the day and yeah, yeah, we we didn't know how to express what we were going through and I was like, Oh my goodness, guys, there's so much healing, like let it out and when I heard that I was like, How many people have just dusted it under the carpet and or something like this, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, it's it like like you're saying, it's so painful to um, go through it and feel things and, and talk about it. But um, if you if you do dust it under the carpet, 
you're never going to be able to, you know, move past it and you're going to have this thing, you know, that's constantly holding you back and you can't move on from. So it's um, it's just so important. It's like, and it's not easy. It's like what you said earlier. It's, this is hard. It takes daily work, but it's the only way to find that peace of mind and to be able to sort of move forward with life to really go through, you know, the, the difficulty. When we first, so late November 2018, no, early November 2018, we moved back to Victoria from Sydney, New South Wales. And I wasn't, it came as a bit of a surprise and I wasn't really ready to do it when we did it. But I did it because I was like, you know what, this is this is the next chapter of our lives. It's for Gary's work. We just have to do it. Mm. And I think I swept so much of what I was feeling under the carpet for so long because I didn't want to have those labels thrown on me and I was a little bit scared of the stigma surrounding mental health and I was always – I'm the oldest of four kids, Nick, so I've yeah. always been the one – that I've thought they've had to look up to and I've got to be the rock of the family and I can't put my hand up and say I'm struggling with things because mm, mm. I'm the one that they've got to look up to, right? So I brushed a lot of things under the carpet there for a while and it was probably about May 2019 where I noticed my hair thinning out. I was severely anxious in just certain situations I was in. I wasn't eating as much. I dropped a few kilos and I was just like, I'm not okay. I was, I couldn't regulate my emotions as well as what I used to be able to. And that's probably when I put my hand up and went and seek professional help and went to my doctor and got um, linked in with a psychologist. And I sort of basically sat there and said to her, how long have I not been okay? And I was just weeping. And she just, she looked at me and she goes, Amy, you've been dealt a trauma or whilst having to be strong for a child, you've had a lot to take on and you've sort of been constantly probably having to move through the emotions that that's brought with it because you've had, had Bella basically to be strong for. Um, so she goes, it's not the fact that you haven't been okay You've just had a lot on your plate, but this is the first step to getting back to being the best version of you. And yeah, I did. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, no. it's constant work. Um, people often say, oh, you're so strong. I don't know how you're doing it. And I was like, oh my goodness, you see surface area. <laughs> you should see me some days. <laughs> um, but I think letting out what you're feeling is a big thing as well. Yeah. yeah 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 don't no, bottle it sure. up yeah don't bottle it up and 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 you know the point you made before and you're from the country you're the eldest kid in the family all these pressures and you, you know you're meant to be the strong one but really like it's actually what you're doing now and talking about it is showing more strength and gonna you know be setting a better example than anything else um that you can possibly do but um how the the other question I was going to ask you as well is um, how important do you think in this whole process for you sort of, you know, I talk a lot about meaning and, and purpose. Um, how, how important do you think that's been for you, just having that, you know, deep meaning and purpose for, 
for why you're you, you know doing things and getting you know pushing through things um it's funny when i when i left school and when i was in my latter years of school so like 11 and 12 I remember sitting down with like the careers advisor and going, what? They're like, I mean, what do you want to do? And I was like, you know, I have my passions is health, well-being, fitness and fashion. But I felt like I always needed to get out into the world and experience a real life events and situations to know what my true calling was yeah. or what I really wanted to do. So these uh, events that I've, been through over the last year I feel like I've really found my true purpose and calling mm. and I've actually mm. started to delve lately basically in the past week into looking into some courses and maybe furthering my study for the first time since it's nearly been 10 years wow that makes me feel old um <laughs> you're still very young thank you anyway but I feel like yeah. these real life events have shaped me into the person I am today and has given me a better purpose and understanding of what I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah, which is another really cool thing. I think it's a cool way to look at it um, that often we don't, you know, we don't in the moment know what we want or we might look at life and think, you know, it's so confusing and I'm overwhelmed and I don't know what direction to go on. But often it's you know just being and living and making mistakes and things happening that actually lead us you know to the path that we're it was what happened for me I had no idea what I wanted to do and I was off the rails and out getting in trouble drinking and lucky I survived the whole pretty severe things that were happening and through that whole process and having to heal through that and come through it that was how I sort of found what I wanted and if none of that stuff happened it wouldn't have led me on that path so I think it's something again for people to um try and remind themselves that yeah life might be confusing right now but if i can just keep you know putting one foot in front of the other and being open-minded about it and you know just doing the best i can something will you know open up it'll lead to the path you meant to be on in the thick of it all i especially losing the girls and uh situations that happened around the loss of the girls i tried to mm. flick the blame for the way I was feeling onto other people. And it wasn't until I went to my psychologist and she basically said, you have to get to the root cause of why you're feeling the way you are because you're never going to heal if it's everyone else's problems. Yeah. Because it's yeah. not everyone else's problems. You've got to sit and get to the deeper level of healing to realise why you're feeling the way you are. And that was so hard for me to hear because I was like, are you kidding me? This person is why I feel like this. this, this. And she was like, whoa, yeah. take a deep breath. And I think sitting with that and listening to her and really working with her on that has made me be in the position I am today and the mindset I am in today. She's pushed me in a good way to be the best version yeah. of me. This um, quote, I refer back to it all the time and it's funny about what you say, what you said about finding your purpose and such. It's a quote by Esther Perel and it says, having a baby is a psychological revolution that changes our relationships to almost everything and everyone. And I think becoming wow. a parent has really brought out the sense of who I really am. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And all the, obviously does. all the yeah. events that surrounded becoming a parent you know mm. it wasn't the mm. yeah textbook way to become a parent and such but yeah, yeah. 
that's probably been one of the big things for me just helping others that are in the situation that you were in and thinking oh, no one should feel like we did in that doctor's room that day to go oh your baby's yeah. not compatible with life what do you mean it's not compatible with life this isn't real yeah. <laughs> mm, like not not possible to comprehend i guess like the no. something you'd like i can't imagine like i guess anyone that's if you haven't been in that situation be like how how do you even process that thought it's like oh. the worst possible sort of thing you can hear it was yeah it was horrid it was but yeah i looked at it as i could have moped around and been felt sorry for myself and gone oh my goodness poor me poor me but i was like she's here mm. to teach us a lesson She's here for a reason, whether it be two hours, two minutes, two days. Um, and I think she has. She's, yeah, she's slingshot me into what I want to do for the rest of my life, that's for sure. She's given me yeah, a... Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Better understanding for of sure. me than I've ever had before. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so nice. Um what what are some uh yeah i mean you talked about it a bit before about how you know it's just like one day at a time and you know doing these little things what what are some daily things that you do um for yourself just to feel good and you know that that helps you each day um you'll laugh getting up before my kids <laughs> yeah yeah and having a coffee to myself on the couch is a big thing yep um Getting my shoes off and my feet into the earth, which sounds crazy, but just really reconnecting with your roots. Um, ocean, uh, ocean swims has been a big thing for me. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, probably leaning on your core friendship group. I probably made the mistake by reaching out to a few too many people in the thick of, especially my marriage breakdown, but I was trying to find answers and I'm not going to touch on that too much, but mm. really leaning on your five sort of close girlfriends. And cause the more you overwhelm yourself, yeah, you just got to keep your bubble and your close knit tight, um, close circle tight. Um, and just simplifying life, like taking a yeah. step back from the things that don't deserve your worry, turning the news off every now and then. And the car radio think, has been really beneficial, to be honest. <laughs> I think it's, it's so important, so important. <laughs> like, I'm not saying For that sure. you don't need to, yeah, get so deeply involved with, you know, events going on in the outside world, but sometimes you do need to simplify life a bit and just, yeah, calm it down. And that's been really big and a big coping mechanism for me, basically. Mm. Yeah. I think for anyone though, like it's oh, anyone I mean, exactly. <laughs> the, the it's nonstop. The world we live in now, we've got you know twenty four seven news cycles. There's content everywhere. The social media. It's just it's it's sickening. It's like and and it's amazing if you have like the other day. I just had my phone off for the whole day. I was away um, just exploring. Came back and I just felt amazing. I was like, oh, I feel so good. And then instantly when I opened up my phone, messages and then you're checking things and then I'm on the phone for an hour and I'm like, oh, my head's like all clouded again. And it just makes such a difference to, to be able to take a break from that stuff or at least manage it a little bit. That's so funny you say that. Um, with everything that happened last year, I felt like I was constantly trying to prove to the world that I was okay. Yeah. And the moment yeah. I realised that I was doing that, 
and I took a break from it all, I was like, why do I need to prove to anyone that okay that I'm okay? I'm not okay. Like, I and it's and it's okay for me not to be okay right now. So, as soon as I acknowledged that, and was like, I don't need to be. This is another thing. I don't need to be everything for everyone all the time, which is something I've really struggled with coming to terms with since becoming a parent because I feel like I've just been like the fix-it person constantly in my life. Um, (laughs) That was a big thing. So just taking a step back when you realise, wow, I'm getting way too invested in my phone, social media, news, what's happening in the outside world. I was like, I just need to strip that back and have a day (laughs) of, yeah. It's funny that you say that because that was one of the biggest um pieces of advice my psychologist gave gave me um turn your phone off yeah and I was like what do you mean turn my phone off I never turn my phone off and then I was like wait turn your darn phone off it's not it's not rocket science (laughs) just have a break from it yeah I know it's it's funny to think like 20 years ago people didn't have any of this like they and they they survived everyone lived their lives they like got through every day (laughs) and no, we now can't, you know, get through five minutes without checking something, and it's it's just it's sad, it's crazy, isn't it? I but think. I think as soon as you acknowledge it and you realise that there's a yeah, I think you need to acknowledge how much we're influenced by it, and yeah. then go, okay, I'm I'm in need of a step back now. Um, that's the thing. Exactly it's hard, right. and, you know, because when someone's telling you that you're like, oh, that's consuming your life, you're like, no, it's not. Go away. Don't tell me what is. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But I, I love what you said before about how, you know, you, you were thinking, oh, I need to I need to be okay all the time. I need to put, you know, and I, hang on, why? Like, if I wanted to post on social media, you know what, I'm not feeling good right now. I'm, I'm struggling. Why, why shouldn't we? Like, it's, and again, I think the, we're not going to be able to get rid of these platforms or change, you know, how the world's functioning. But what we need to do is teach people how to become more self-aware and how to, how to actually be more comfortable in themselves and talk about, you know, what you're going through or, you know, just be, be more real and honest in, in day-to-day life because if more people can start doing that, then so many problems start getting eliminated because it's just all stemming from, you know, the same cycles of things happening over and over again. Exactly. Like, and, yeah. hey, life is hard. It wasn't meant to be easy. But yeah. you've just got to acknowledge the hard and work with the hard and, yeah, learn from it, exactly. I guess. Um, yeah, that's been a big thing. Yeah. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts on mental health in general in, in the world at the moment? Uh, I mean, COVID's obviously made um, that a bigger problem. It's been more talked about, which has been a positive thing. But in general, you know, do you, do you feel like it's... A, yeah, what's your, yeah, what are your thoughts on that as an issue in, in society? I think COVID's done, made it, I think COVID's been good because it's brought probably underlying issues in a lot of people to a head. Um, yeah. I think it's normalised a lot of behaviours that people have lived with for so long and thought it's normal and then put my hand up and gone, oh, am I supposed to be feeling like this? I think we've got a long way to go. Um, mm-hmm. in terms of the normalising things. Um, yeah, I think we've got a long way to go, but it's on its way there, definitely. I agree, yeah, it's, uh, exactly. It's on, it's on its way, but I guess, yeah, it's 
got a huge amount you know there's a lot of awareness about it but there's so much more that needs to be done to start actually making change in people's life you know day-to-day life yeah like people putting their hand up and say i need help um Mm. maybe working with them a bit more instead of going oh you need to be put into hospital because you've got something wrong with you yeah sitting with you in your home environment going okay identifying what triggers and what undoes them and you know nutting out a plan and i think that i'm talking about this because this is what me and my psychologist do um we sit down and we go, okay, what are you doing for you? What are you doing to fill your cup up and all that kind yep. of stuff? And we touched on medication a few times in my early days when I went and saw her and I was like, nah, I don't, I don't think I need it, but I'm now on medication now for my anxiety because I just, I was so riddled at one stage there that mm. I just, I couldn't even dress myself in the morning. It was horrible. So that's not, yeah. Just, but yeah. other people need to hear that you're not, you're not being defeated because you're on medication. You're actually being a stronger version of you mm-hmm. because you've put your hand up and acknowledged it. And I just think we're on our way there, but yeah, it needs to be normalized a bit more. Definitely. But yeah, like, like you're saying, I mean, it, it's such a complicated you know, there's no one size fits all. It's such a complicated thing, and yeah. um, some people need medication. Some people need a combination of medication, psychology. Some people might need just you know. There's, but there's a million different ways to approach it. But 100%, you know, medication is another area where there's probably still a bit of taboo around it, where there shouldn't be. What's wrong? You know, if someone needs it, it's the same as anything. It's the same as if someone needs any other form of medicine for whatever other problem. It's there to you know but it needs to be taken in the right way and understood but it's it, yeah it's such a but it's good that you bring it up because people need to understand that if you you know if you're not coping it's something that can help yeah we've and um when i spoke on the podcast a couple of weeks ago it was really good because kate the person i spoke with she's also a mum of three and she was like how good was it when you put your hand up and said oh i'm not coping but to actually have people go, it's okay. Like, this is normal. These are normal things to experience. And you're actually being braver and being the better person of you because you put your hand up and said that you're not dealing with it all. Um, and that was really good to hear from another mum to go, yeah, it is normal. Yeah. Like, postnatal depression and postnatal anxiety need to be talked about more and it is being talked about a lot more than it ever has before but um people experience it and Mm -hmm. it's okay it's okay and it happens a lot and yeah if you can hear from someone else who's been through it it makes you realize oh that's that's all right you know it's it's nothing wrong with me because yeah again it's that that same thing where we always tell ourselves why am i not as strong why am i weak why do i struggle so much why is it so hard for me when it's like well it's not it's everyone struggles in different ways a lot of them don't talk about it that's why we don't realize but you know it just gives you that comfort to know that it's funny you say that the why me thing i saw a quote way back when i first had willow and it said um when i switch why is this happening to me to what is this teaching me it changed my outlook on things in leaps and bounds and I love that. Yeah. Well, I, I talk a lot about like looking at, at, you know, people, I guess we're taught in life to look at everything black and white or look at it that you're either going to, you know, succeed or fail. And it's, if you can reframe that and think, you know what, 
every single thing that I do, I'm either going to actually get the outcome that I'm hoping for, or I'm going to learn something. Uh, you can't really lose. You're like, well, either way, I'm going to grow. And if it doesn't go my way, I'm going to learn. If it does, you know, great. But um, we're, so, we're so much of life where is looked at in black and white that it just makes it. You know, you can't you can't live like that. You can't be happy. You can't have peace of mind. It's it's too it's too much. So it's. Um, so I yeah, thank you so much for sharing all of that. We we finish every episode just with these same five questions. Um, so these can be you know short answers or whatever comes to mind. Um, uh, yeah, but we just finish with these same ones. So the first one is, um, what's your best childhood memory that, that comes to mind? Wow, this is <laughs> a tough one. Probably spending, or it could just ev- be one of them. Yeah, probably spending every summer at the beach with my family. Um, yeah, just in our holiday house, which is actually where I'm living now. Um, oh, you down? Yeah, back well. to my back to my childhood. Um, just spending summer by the beach. We'd pack up for about four to six weeks, and we'd go back and forth and spend oh, with my family by the beach. It was a great way to grow up. Oh, it's a good memory. Yeah, no, it's similar for me actually. We've been we grew up going down to Wai River. We've got a house down there um, on the Great Ocean Road, so it's so nice. So, so nice. good. <laughs> um, what would you say is the biggest burden on mental health in society at the moment? What do you think is the biggest current burden? I think the attitude that oh well. <sighs> Not to say everyone's like this, but, well, I dealt with it this way, so you'll be right. Um, yep, yep. From the older generation, you think you've got it hard. Do you know how hard we had it? It's like, well, it's such a different mm-hmm. timing of, like, the world was in such a different place. Um, so I think breaking that down um, to realise life's so much different now to what it was back then and it's nowhere near as simple, simplified as what it was back then and realising yeah. that if you actually put your hand up and say that you're struggling, help instead of saying, oh, well, I did it, she'll be right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing. That's an important one. Um, where do you see mental health in society heading in, in the next decade? Do you see things you know, getting better? Do you see some things getting worse you know what in general what direction do you see it going in i generally see it getting better i think covid's brought out a lot more awareness to it not gonna lie um i think we just need to keep working on it um if covid goes away and seeps away i don't think it is anytime soon i don't want the emphasis emphasis on mental health to go away too um yeah that's why i've partnered up with one in five to break that stigma basically yeah it's great one in five people live with things so we need to work towards yeah making it normalized to in today's to society yeah 100 percent. um just two more left here um what would you say is your personal definition of happiness oh, god <laughs> um Probably, actually, this one, being comfortable in the skin you're in, like being comfortable with who you are as a person and not trying to let any other person or life experience try and manipulate you into 
not feeling what you're feeling. So just love the skin you're in in a sense of who you are as a person. Does that make sense? I think it's a, the best answer you can give. Because yeah. Like, well, if everyone, if we could all do that, then life would be so much easier. It's, <laughs> we it don't, would, and I know, have found myself over yeah. the last couple of years trying to fit into certain, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What no, other people sure, want because... me to be or wanted, how other people wanted me to deal with certain things. And mm-hmm. since I've finally stripped it back and gone, no, this is how I feel and this is how I'm dealing with it. Yeah. This is me and this is the way I'm going to deal with it. Yeah. I think it's been the best thing. Yeah. And so much of what we do is about, you know, external things and I need this or I need that or I need to prove this or prove. If we can just, if you can be comfortable in yourself, then you're like, you know what? Great if something good happens, but. I don't need anything. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good how I am. Yeah. Which that's, um, yeah, I like that answer. Um, last one here. You, I'm sure there's plenty of answers for this one, but um, most courageous thing you've ever done is the final one we end with. Um, you've obviously got a lot from what you've already told me, but maybe just one of them. <laughs> most courageous thing I've ever done. Oh, wow. <laughs> maybe the courageous thing there's been a lot of life-changing things that I've done that shaped me into the person I am but the most courageous thing I've ever done I think I'd put back to the last year and last year was hard for me and every single day I showed up for my girls every single day I got out of bed and I faced the day ahead of me the days after my marriage breakdown were some of the hardest days of my life, harder than when we lost Willow or met her Mm. and said goodbye to her. But I still got out of bed every day, Nick, and faced whatever the day brought. So I reckon that would be fronting up no matter the situation that I was dealt last year would would be my answer. That's pretty powerful. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, an amazing answer and I think a good way to... to In the middle of a pandemic, mind you. There we go. We, yeah, forgot about that little small part of it as well, in the middle of a pandemic. Um, No, but I think that's a really good way to to finish, good note to finish on as well and really powerful. And um, I just want to say, yeah, thank you so much for being so open and honest and coming and sharing that. And um, it's definitely, you know, I've, I've found it really moving and it's helped me a lot listening to you talk about all of that and as we've talked about a lot in this conversation just you know hearing other people tell their stories that's that's helped me so i know that you know this will help so many of our listeners so uh again just want to say yeah thank you to you for for making the time thank you so much for having me i feel honored that you asked me to join you (laughs) No, (laughs) no problem thanks so much this episode of move your mind was produced and edited by tim boozer Thanks to Amy Rowan for joining me today for Move Your Mind. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. 
And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 